0: Welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so excited to talk to you this week about something really, really awesome that happened in my mind, in my head, in my heart. Uh, Lots of awesome things happen every day around here in real life, like stuff, but sometimes the most important things that happen to us happen in our own minds and our hearts. Our mind is so powerful, and um, I'm finding that the more I use my mind, the worse off I am. The more I struggle, the more I doubt, the more emotional I am. And when I turn off my mind and I can pull my head up, pull my soul up and pay attention to the bigger picture and to the greater mission and to what's going on outside of my brain, everything just kind of falls into place. So I want to talk a little bit about the power of our mind and I'm just going to share my experience and hopefully you can extrapolate something here that might might serve you. I, I have this podcast because I want to share what I learn because I believe that things that happen in my life, they can count for more than just my life. That's why I started this podcast about weight loss. I, my pants fit well, that's nice, but everything that I've learned along the way, losing all of that weight, I'd like it if it served a bigger purpose than just my pants fitting. And so um, as I'm evolving into doing more of these podcasts and the topics are varied in life is so different. I've just kind of kept that same hope and idea with this podcast with the things I'm learning and the transformation that's just happening constantly in my own mind and heart and soul in life. It's been a period of incredibly intense growth and learning and everything changing at once. So I'm just hopeful that sharing these things, will somehow mean something to one of you who are listening or all of you who are listening ideally, but um, I know that I'm not alone. I'm not the only person to feel the way that I feel about certain things. So surely there's merit in taking the time to share it. So I talked about in previous podcasts that I had made the decision to leave my finance job, my full-time career as a controller at a law firm in Minneapolis, Um, an amazing job I just have to say, I'm leaving the greatest job ever. Uh, I, I It's it's something I never thought I would do. It's amazing. And sometimes when I'm doing these odd things in my day now, I think, wow, I am leaving this amazing workplace with a great salary, 401k, and benefits to schlep a wagon full of weights and sand around the beach path. <laughs> And it doesn't make me regret, it just makes me giggle to think, wow, I never saw this one coming. But I'm, I'm not doubted for one second. The greatest gift the universe has given me is clarity and a sense of 1,000% purpose. And so I haven't doubted at all. It's the right decision for sure. And how it's all going to play out as far as me not being homeless, I don't know exactly, uh, but I- I'm not going to worry about it. The, the supply... The supply is limitless. There is enough of everything that I need. Certainly enough for me. Um, I don't need a lot. And um, that was one thing that I really felt. I heard as I was standing at the ocean one day, a little panicked, just watching the waves come in. Um, I learned so much just watching the water. Every morning I go out there and I, I face the water before boot camp, and I offer myself up as a as a vessel, and I ask my I ask my soul to speak and I, and I search for something bigger than me to impart and to take in for myself. And there was one day I was just watching the water and just watching the waves come in and go out and go, you know, they, they come in and go out and there's, there's no end. And it just occurred to me that the supply is limitless. This wave is coming and it will go and there'll be another one and another one. It's limitless everything I need is limitless. Certainly there's enough for just me. So I don't doubt the day, March 5th, when it all became very clear that this is what I was going to be doing. But when my mind gets involved and I get tired and stressed out, I start to scrounge and plan and plot and none of the things going on in my life happened because I planned it or plotted it all happened is beautiful unfolding of I don't know what you want to call it I call it the universe's grand plan I'm just along for the ride and I am absolutely stoked out of my mind because it's beautiful but I haven't been sleeping enough I've been so busy trying to transition out of my day job um, serve all of the clients that I have here um, grow the business grow the boot camp and um Just got myself into a a state of pretty severe exhaustion lately, and I just found myself saying over and over, I'm tired, I'm tired, and then crying at the end of the day about how tired I was. My friends say, how are you? I'm tired. And um, I just got really tired of hearing that out of my mouth. It's like, I don't want this the story of the greatest period of time in my life, the narrative to have been, I'm tired and I'm too busy. No. Like, uh, that's insane. I know what to do when I'm tired. I, I need to rest. And there's nothing that needs to be done that's so important that I should sacrifice my health and well-being and I need to rest. So that's number one. So I started to prioritize that. I was getting, like last week, an hour or two of sleep a night, um, most nights, and then a little nap, which is absurd. And so decided to start sleeping more and change the narrative from I'm so tired to, hmm, I'm tired, I'm going to rest. I'm going to do something about it. I'm not going to whine about it. Like there's nothing I can do about it. So that was the thing, first thing that I did. And then, um, I had come across this amazing opportunity to get some coaching and some business building work, um, beside me or to, to participate in a business building opportunity, um, with a really well-known reputable coach. And I was very inspired to start my business working with, essentially the best to get guidance and feedback and counsel and inspiration and help from the best. And so I had thought, you know, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And then my mind started racing and I started to just not really know if that was the right call. And so many of the decisions I've made lately have come to me in a very beautiful way. And I haven't doubted. And when I follow those things, everything works out. And here's another example of I had, I had made the decision. I knew what the right thing was to do. And then I waited and my mind got involved and I started to have fear. And fear is simply, uh, it, it just freezes me. Uh, I think it freezes everyone. But I had fear and uh, my fears were that um, by investing in this business and investing in this coaching program that I'd be wasting my money, um, wasting my time, And that I would make a fool of myself, and then my overarching fear was that, you know, my family and people that care about me would never be proud of me, because I I have a really hard time getting um, getting past this idea that I want my family, especially, to be proud of me and what I'm doing, and um, I don't have proof that they're not proud of me, but I don't have any proof that they are, Um, and uh, and. It's just, it's something that I've wrestled with and I've talked about it here on the podcast. And it's something that when I got tired and busy that I started to let really mess with me. And so I had a call with Mike Bledsoe, who is uh, this coach that I'm gonna be working with. I just, I'm blown away by the amazing insight and, and brilliance of this person that I'm luckily gonna be able to be working with. But I just laid out my fears to him. I'm afraid of wasting money. I'm afraid of wasting time. I don't want to make a fool of myself. And I want people to be proud of me. I'm afraid they won't ever be proud of me, that I'll work and work, that I'll fall in my face and they'll laugh at me. And so he did this exercise with me to turn these fear statements around into statements of power, into statements of fact. And so one by one, we went through and um, this idea of, I don't, I don't want to waste money. I'm afraid I'm wasting my money. Um, so you take the NT out of that. So instead of saying, I don't want to waste money, you take the NT and you say, I do want to waste money. And you hear yourself say that. That's the opposite. It's like, no, actually, no, that's not true. So how do we turn that into a statement that's true? Well, I want to invest my money. I want to invest my money to help and to change the lives of people who don't even know they need it yet. And when I said that, it's like a flame in my gut. That, that is more of my passion than I can even articulate. I want to reach every single human being that is stuck and convince them that they don't have to stay stuck. And I am the proof. I'm not stuck anymore anymore. I am not special. So if I can do it, you can do it. I want to make everyone believe that. I want them to see their power. And then I want to help them see what the first step is on that day one. There is nothing that makes me more alive than thinking about that. And so I will invest my money and my time into making that happen, which is what I'm doing right now. And that just Turn that fear of I don't want to waste money to, no, I'm going to invest my money to change the lives of people who don't even know they need it yet. There are people that need what I have and I and they don't know it and I haven't gotten to them yet and I'm going to get to them and I'm going to offer them light. I'm going to be the mirror. I want to be the mirror. I am the mirror. Look at me. I will tell you all that is good and beautiful about you. Let me see you. Let me see you and then I will show you and I will tell you. The people that I meet are the most beautiful, amazing, capable souls. And to be able to reflect that back and tell them or show them or make them feel that, that's all I want. That's all I want in my life. I can't even tell you how passionate I am about it. So here we go, and this little exercise in my fear has been transformed into really embracing, this is my purpose, this is what I wanna do with all of my money. And when it comes down to wasting time, I don't want to waste time. I don't want to waste time on this coaching program. If it's going to be futile, I don't want to waste time in my day doing the wrong things. I don't want to waste time. So we turn that one to, I want to waste time. No, I don't want to waste time. I want to maximize my time. And that led to considering what does that mean? For me, I waste a lot of time. I, I see time trickling. I, I get stuck in social media holes. Um, I get in a hurry and I just drop everything at the door and I run to the next thing. And then later I got to pick it up. Um, I just don't think I had to multitask correctly. And so I, I'm maximizing my time. From now on, I will maximize my time. And by getting started on, on working on my business and laying it out thoughtfully, that is going to maximize my time. So some things that I've come up with just since then that I have been doing to maximize my time I've been implementing some things I've know i known for a long time that I just got lazy on, which is don't put it down, put it away. So when I come in to take an extra 60 seconds to put things where they belong instead of just dropping them and running, it saves me not only time in picking it up again. Once I'm touching it, let's not touch it again. Let's put it down for the rest of the day by putting it where it belongs, number one. But the mental stress of walking into a cyclone every time I come into my house, it stresses me out like, oh, I got to put all that away. If I just took an extra minute or two and wash the dish and put it away or plug the speakers into charge so they're ready for the next day, all these little things that I just dump off, I can maximize my time. So it's really helped me to, to be intentional instead of thinking, oh, I'm so busy. Okay, I have a busy day. How can I maximize my time? So today, it's Sunday, it's beautiful, I want to go walk outside on the beach. Well, I'm recording my podcast because I always listen to it before I publish it, so if I record it now, I can listen to it while I walk and maximize my time. Um, Same with later when I am doing my dishes and food prepping. I can run my kitchen, I can listen to this podcast, I can do edits, I can multitask those things and organize my time. Also, I I listed a tip on my Instagram, so I get a ton of email, and it's hard to sift through, and I have to sift through it all right now because I'm getting emails from places I'm not used to getting while starting the business, and so when I get email from spam or from junk, instead of deleting, I'm taking that extra second and unsubscribing, and it's decluttering my inbox. Now, you can also use Google, Gmail to create filters, which I also have done, but to take that second to maximize my time in the future by just doing that right now, huge. Very, very important to do. Um, also, instead of sitting at my computer to write workouts, um, I bring a notebook. So when I have downtime somewhere, I can jot down workouts. The other night I went to dinner with my friends and we ended up there a little longer than I planned. It started raining. So I just said, I gotta maximize my time, guys. I'm gonna ignore you, you two chat. I'm gonna write my workouts and plan all of these things I need to do so that I'm maximizing my time and I don't get home in a flurry. And I had the ability to do that because I brought my notebook. So little things like that. And it just makes me feel empowered instead of feeling harried and hurried and rushed. No, I'm maximizing my time. And then this idea of, I don't wanna make a fool of myself. People around me in my life, they know, especially people in Minnesota, they know what an amazing job I have my my job i keep saying it but i work for the most amazing people i work with amazing people my job is amazing i get paid well i have great benefits it's a cushy gig they let me work remotely from florida forever they said you can be our remote employee in florida forever so i could keep that job forever and still do all these fun things and yet i'm walking away and i'm terrified of being made like that's the, like, the, Kristen made a stupid decision. Remember when she left that great job and now she's living under the lifeguard stand on the beach with a little baggie of, of Britney Spears coasters and what else do I treasure? Well, that's about all. Anyway, and um, that fear was really real. I think anybody who's starting a business who has started a business has that, that fear and it's very, it could very well happen. It could fall on my face. Um, but I do make a fool of myself. I make a fool of myself all the time, in that I love to laugh at myself. And if I can remember that nothing is that serious, that I still have an accounting degree, and that my story is power, and I have no problem telling my story with great humor and laughing at myself, that's all I have to do. Instead of worrying that I will be made a fool of, I will intentionally make a fool of myself in all the ways that count. I will show my personality. I will strut around and dance in my Julie bikini in my living room. Um, I will admit that I didn't know Alaska was connected to Canada. (laughs) Who cares, right? I love to laugh at myself. I say at least 10 times a day, why am I like this? (laughs) And so why am I afraid of being made a fool of, of something like that? Also, I would much rather be known as someone who took a risk and went for the big thing and went for the thing that lit her up than someone who was too afraid and who hung on with a death grip to the secure thing and then dabbled in her passion. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I want to live my passion. I want to change the lives of people who don't even know they need me yet. I want my story to count. Therefore, it's worth risking a few people saying, ha ha, That was stupid. Because guess what? It isn't stupid. It wasn't stupid. It will never be stupid. I am not a fool. But I do love to laugh at myself. And finally, this fear that my family or people around me will never be proud of me. That was a tough one. I got very emotional because you change that to, my family is proud of me. People are proud of me. And that is not true. True. I do not feel like my family or a lot of people in my life are proud of me, and for some reason, I got really hung up on that I, for a long time I didn't care i was I, I had separated myself from the idea that I could get anybody's approval, and it didn't matter but for some reason, coming down here and starting all of these things, I really just had this idea well for sure for sure, my family will be proud of me i you know i'm I'm doing something really fun and really interesting and and That's not the case. Um, And it's very emotional for me because when I see something that I've done that makes me proud, I want to share it with the people I love. And when I realize that there's no point to that, it makes me sad. It goes back to that empty well commentary I did in my other podcast. Stop going to the empty well with my empty bucket. There's nothing there for me. But guess what? The most important person to be proud of me is me. And I make myself proud. When I get up in the morning, I work really hard. I don't half-ass things. I don't take the easy route. I work really hard, and I'm not bragging on myself. This is who I've developed into, using the tools and tips and tricks of so many amazing people. The 75 Hard program with Annie Frisella, the Live Hard program, that absolutely changed my life. And made me a better person, a more disciplined person, someone who shirks mediocrity, someone who's not afraid to endure a 45 minute workout in minus 20 degree wind chill, is not afraid to get up and go on the beach with a little wind on a Saturday morning and hold class. These are things that were hard to do and to learn discipline, but I did them and I'm proud of that. And now it's serving me. And so, yes, I make myself proud. And when I think of that, when I wake up in the morning, I make myself proud and I will go out there today again and make myself proud. I no longer have any room or care or worry if anyone else is ever proud of me because my relationship with me is the number one most important relationship in my life. And since I set these intentions, everything feels different. Everything looks differently. I'm sleeping more. I'm investing in my health more. I'm calmer. I have joy again. I have excitement again. I'm confident again in the direction. And it was just a few days of total and complete waffling terror, but it was enough to shake me and to be able to go through this exercise and come up with the powerful truth. These things are the truth and truth (laughs) destroys fear. Fear is typically a, a, an imagination. It's an idea of something terrible. It doesn't actually exist. These statements actually exist. I am proud of myself. I take pride in myself. I make myself proud by how I show up. Nobody's in this apartment right now. Nobody would care if I didn't record a podcast today. I mean, some of you would. Molly B, you would because you always miss it. <laughs> Love you. But I don't have a publisher or whoever it would be. I don't have anyone asking me for a podcast today. There's no one except me that wants to put out a podcast today. I said I would, I'm going to. I make myself proud. And in the process of doing this podcast, trust me, I have laughed at myself a lot and let all of you laugh with me um, at all the things. So really, really empowering um, to really get my mind right. And so I had the opportunity to, put this little tool into practice. Um, As you know, if you've been listening, I'm preparing for my first stage, my bikini competition. It's five weeks. Not like anyone's counting, but it's 34 days away. And um, last week was tough because Amanda and I recorded our podcast about the whole prep and we were laughing and having fun and talking about how hard it is and we love hard things and it's an emotional roller coaster, and we embrace it. And then we proceeded the next day to fall into the 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 depths of the emotional roller coaster. And we both would just we had the worst um, the worst day as far as man. I mean, not worst. It was a tough day, and for different reasons. I had had a week before where I had lost a lot of weight really fast, um, probably too fast. And uh, Amanda had had the opposite, where her weight was not moving. And it starts to mess with you because we ate the same macros, the same calories. We, we didn't like, we, we followed our plan. We lifted intently, We did all the things. And we both had these different experiences. And I looked in the mirror and saw myself and felt empty and melted. And I was horrified. I just felt, this isn't what I wanna look like. I wanna look strong and confident. And I just lost it. And conversely, Amanda was feeling the opposite. She was feeling thick and she was feeling heavy and like she lost all her progress. And we just, we had quite the day on Monday. And it was, it was funny. In hindsight, it's funny because we were like, yeah, we love hard things. This is so hard. Woohoo, us. And the next day we're like, well, I guess we aren't going to do a show after all because we're a couple of fat, skinny losers and we've done everything. And our bodies are just the only bodies in the world that don't respond. So never mind." I, at one point looked at her and I said, I quit. (laughs) I'm not doing it anymore. I'm going to bed. And I did. I took a nap, but so that's what the prep life is, man. It's up and down. And so my coach, who's amazing, you know, calm down, Kristen, you know, we got, we can fix this. You need to eat more this week. So he changed my macros, which was hard because all of a sudden I was eating a lot more of certain things that I hadn't been eating and that messes with your brain. And, um, but I did it. I followed it and uh, spent the week just trying not to think about it and just doing what I was told. But it was really hard because I i did an episode about this. But, you know, I used to be 400 pounds. And after I lost weight, had a lot of excess skin. And I had plastic surgery and I had all that skin taken off. So I had a tummy tuck and a thigh lift and an arm lift and breast lift with um, augmentation, and fixed it all. Well, now that I've gotten a lot leaner since then, there's a new area that has some loose skin, and it's on my butt. And, you know, the bikini competition, you walk out there all sexy and pretty, and it's all fine and dandy, and then you turn around and stick your butt in their face. And, I feel confident in my living room doing this and my stripper heels, and I feel good. I, I see in the mirror, and then I turn around and do that, and then I stop and I grab the, the phone because I video this to send to my posing coach and to my training coach, and I see this loose skin and that it doesn't look great. And I am so mortified, just so embarrassed. And every time I just, I, it just really messes with me. It makes me feel just worse and worse and worse. Like, who do I think I am? This isn't going to work. I'm so, I'm gonna be the girl that gets pitied on stage. And um, I did posing practice and had that reaction before I went to the gym this week. And all the way to the gym, I just cried. And I just, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so embarrassed. I'm gonna be so embarrassed. If I wasn't getting on a stage, I wouldn't care. I don't walk around in a thong and stick my butt in people's faces. At least not every day but this is the ultimate vulnerability showing off your body and so I thought all right I gotta I gotta turn this fear of being embarrassed into power just like everything else so you take the NT out I do want to be embarrassed okay no that is not what I want what do I want I want to be confident Well, how am I gonna be confident? I can't control the skin on my butt. I can't control any of those things. What can I control? I can control how I show up. So I'm gonna show up. I show up and I trust the process. And that became my mantra. I show up and I trust the process. So I went into that gym and I had the best lift. I lifted every single rep as I was supposed to. I pushed through every burn. I came home and I ate my wonderful, beautiful, delicious foods on my prep. And I went to bed and said, I trust the process. There's nothing I can do about what my skin does. There's nothing I can do about the fact that it's there. At least right now, I will, trust me. But on May 8th, when I stand on stage and stick my butt in someone's face, that skin is going to be there. And guess what? There's nothing I can do about that. But between now and then, I can show up and just trust the process. That's my power. And you know what I know I do? I show up. I don't always trust the process, but I do now. I'm gonna trust my coach, I'm gonna trust the process. I'm gonna trust really hard in the spray tan too. Let's just be honest. Um, They spray tan you, they spray tan you everywhere. So let's just hope they have magical elastic spray tan. (laughs) But it's just been, uh, it's this exercise of turning these fears into confident statements. And so I say them out loud in front of the mirror. I look myself in the eye and it's just really grounded me and been very soothing and calming. I feel so calm. And when I get up in a tizzy, these are coming back to me. It's like reprogramming your brain so that the fears when they come up, they are immediately defeated with fact. I don't waste money. I invest my money to change the lives of people who don't even know they need it yet, I maximize my time, I love to laugh at myself, I make myself proud, and I show up and trust the process. And all of that sounds and feels way better than all those stupid fears that I was letting run crazy wild in my head and heart. So I recommend that you try that. I recommend that any time you have a fear, you try to turn it around into a confident statement Something you can do, something you do do, something that's true about you. I get asked quite a bit what I eat. I get a lot of Instagram uh, messages from you beautiful people who have specific questions about what I eat and macros and what you should be eating. And it's hard for me to answer those directly because I need to know what you already are eating. And I'm not a nutritionist, okay? I'm only someone who knows how to lose weight and to do it safely, um, I would say I've done it. I've done it safely. And um I just I've gathered a lot of knowledge and insight and experience from losing two hundred and sixty pounds. And also um this recent show prep has taught me a lot about macros and I've seen what it can do and so it's really become the backbone of how I coach when I um have weight loss clients. But I get asked a lot of what you should eat and there's an episode I did a few weeks back. I encourage you to listen to that where I talk about macros and the basics of setting up your food plan with a calorie goal and then a basic macro goal. But beyond that, I get asked a lot, what kinds of foods do I eat? So I'm just going to talk about some of the things that I eat. And most of these things are foods that I'll eat, whether I'm on prep or not. I'm leaving off the things I'm eating on prep because um, Amanda and I talked about it a little bit, but also I'm not going to be on this type of a diet forever. So I'm just going to talk about the my favorite things and the finds um, that I've really learned to monopolize on my macro counting with. So the main thing that I do is I obviously eat a lot of protein because of PrEP and, and in general, everyone should be eating a lot of protein. There's, of course, you know, you're going to look online, you're going to find a 100 different answers on how much protein you should eat. There are people who say, you actually shouldn't eat protein, you should eat more fat. There are people who say, you don't need as much protein as they say. All I know is my body and what my body has done in response to my protein intake levels changing and um, my body absolutely thrives grows is strong and powerful when I eat a lot of protein. So that's just me. Now, if you don't have that experience, then I, I, that's fine. But if you're asking me, protein is king. Um, and if you want to change your body composition, I don't know how you're going to do that if you don't eat more protein. So anyway, protein. So I eat a lot of fish right now. I'm obsessed with fish and seafood. It's low calorie, high protein. I love it. I, I have this air fryer I've talked about as well. If you don't have an air fryer, I don't even know. Like th- when I talked about my air fryer, I actually that next week went out and bought another one, a new one. Cause the one I had was just not that great. It was the Turbo XL brand from Target. It was fine, but the nonstick coating was coming off, which made me think I was eating it and it was whatever. So I got the Ninja two drawer air fryer. It is a bad boy. And it is awesome because now I can make two things at once. So I can put fish on one side and vegetables on the other. And I can cook two things. It's got a button for smart finish. So it will make both sides finish at the same time. And here I am. I'm talking about my air fryer again. This is what 40-something-year-old people do. But um, it's the Ninja. It's got two drawers. Um, it's it's amazing. Anyway, so I love fish. So I do the sea bass from... Uh, fish level, have them deliver it. Um, I, I actually ordered a bunch of fish from there last time. I wanted to try other kinds and I have never had many of the flavors of, or varieties of fish. And so I picked all the ones that were as expensive as sea bass. Cause I thought, well, if they're the same price, they must be as good. You know, it was really interesting. I also got some just cod, which I like cod. I got grouper, Branzino, cod and sea bass and the grouper and the branzino were as expensive as the sea bass, and I didn't even like them, branzino was fine, but I didn't understand why anybody liked it, it was was fine, and then the grouper was just merp, it was super fishy, I didn't like it at all, but the cod was amazing, so I I don't understand, cod was a third of the price, I think it was $5.99 a pound, and the sea bass obviously is very expensive, but sea bass, oh my gosh, it was so good, so Um, I'm just telling you in case you care to know my experience, cod and sea bass, the bottom end of the barrel and the top end of the barrel as far as price goes. But I love them both. I'm definitely going to be eating more cod because it is more cost effective and I just quit my job. Um, But so I eat sea bass and cod. And then I also love scallops and shrimp. So if you've never had scallops, I like sea scallops, but I also really like bay scallops and bay scallops are hard to cook in my opinion, except with the air fryer because the air fryer has the little tray and so as the scallops get hot they shed a lot of their moisture and instead of sitting in it that goes underneath the tray and so they get nice and crispy on the outside and then they stay nice and tender but for example a two-thirds of a cup of them is only 80 calories And uh, the protein is 19, so that's a lot of protein for only 80 calories, and they're delicious. Now, seafood does have um, sodium in it, quite a bit of sodium, Um, so you'll want to watch that if you're on a sodium-controlled diet, but I just buy a bag of frozen ones, and I toss them in the air fryer. I don't season them or anything. I put no oil, nothing. They just taste amazing. Same with sea scallops, the big ones, super low-calorie-high protein. Um, I also eat canned tuna. So if you like canned tuna or you don't like, if you don't like canned tuna, I'm not going to change your mind, but I just get the chunk light in water and you can eat a whole can of it that's only 90 calories and it's got 20 grams of protein. And I like to mix it with, um, there's a brand of relish. It's called Mount Olive and they have a no sugar added relish. So it's a sweet relish. So I'll just put some of that in with the tuna and eat it and it's so filling really good so i eat that a lot and then chicken breast i buy chicken breasts and what i do is chop them up into little pieces and i either put them in the air fryer or i just spread them out on a baking sheet baking sheet spread them with olive spray them with olive oil and sprinkle some garlic salt on it and then i just um, cover it in foil and bake it and they get nice and tender and i have chicken Um, I haven't been doing that lately, but that's how I food prep chicken. Air fryer is fine. It's just typically air fryers aren't huge. And I like to food prep a lot, like several pounds of it. So I've got it for several meals, but um, just basic chicken breast and whatever seasoning you use. Sometimes I'll use a fajita seasoning on it. But So that's the main way that I get my protein out of food food. I also really like to get that boar's head deli meat um i like to get really high quality deli meat i don't like the stuff with filler but like a um like a chicken breast a rotisserie chicken breast deli meat i will get because in a hurry it works really well Um, wrap it around some banana peppers um, just roll it up and eat it i'll get it really thickly sliced really good i'll put mustard on it it's just a really good thing to grab when i'm heading out the door Also, same thing with rotisserie chickens. If you know me at all, you know that I love the rotisserie chicken. It's so easy, so good, um, cost-effective too. I mean, compared to roasting a whole chicken, it's typically cheaper. Um, So that's how I get my protein. I also do um, protein shakes. I don't do a lot of protein shakes anymore. I was doing too many of them, and my coach was like, you know, if you eat real food more, your body uses – it takes calories, it takes energy – to digest it. So you're better off. So I always talk about First Form. I love their protein, but I recently found this brand called Legion that I love. They have a chocolate peanut butter flavor. It's so good. I don't remember where I found it. I think I saw it on Instagram. But a scoop of it has 100 calories um, and the carbs are really good. Only three carbs. One of them is fiber. So two net carbs, um, 22 grams of protein. It's a non-GMO whey protein isolate. And um, I love it. I throw it into the blender with ice and almond milk. And sometimes I'll put a little PB2 in there to get a little more peanut butter flavor. It's amazing. I also have their birthday cake flavor, which is also good. But this peanut butter chocolate is giving me life. So I ordered that online. It's called Legion. I don't get anything for sending you there, but just do it anyway. And then, of course, Built Bars. I talk about them here. Um, I am an ambassador for them. And... The most recent experience I had with Bilt Bars, I had one in my pocket when I went to train my friend Howard in the gym here. And uh, I said, oh, hey, do you want a protein bar? And I've shared them with him before. So it was a cherry Barcia flavor, which is dark chocolate on a cherry flavored protein bar. And they're, you know, they're a chewy. The thing about Bilt Bars is they're like a candy bar. They're not like a Quest bar. They're not dry. They're not thick. They don't suck the moisture out of your face. They're like a chewy, caramelly texture. And they're covered in real chocolate. And so he took a bite and he just said, no. So what do you mean? No. He goes, no, I can't believe these are good for me because they taste that good. He's like, I think it's like that episode of Seinfeld where everybody was eating the fat free ice cream and everyone got fat, which I haven't seen, but um, it sounds funny. But that is truly how good they are. And I just, when people tell me they love them and they're just blown away, I just say, yes, I'm not lying to you. I love them so much. I love them too much. So if you haven't tried Built, I'm not trying to do a commercial in the middle of my podcast. Yes, I am. But they're amazing. You can use my code for 10% off. The code is Destination Begin. That's also a way you can support me if you love this podcast. It really means a lot to me Um, when you buy something for yourself. And I also get a commission off of those. And then everyone is winning. But I'm just looking over at my table right now. I've got raspberry cookies and cream and cherry. And then peanut butter chocolate brownie. And um, I bought a whole bunch because people here don't really want to order them. They want a couple bars, so I'm selling them one-off to people here. And then also then they can try them that way. But the best way is to just buy a mixed box. But I love them. This morning, in between running boot camp and going down to the spa to teach classes, I ate one. I got 17 grams of protein in my belly. It tasted like dessert. It's 130 calories is all, so it wasn't like I had a giant meal. It was just enough to get me another hour um, before I could have a meal. So that's the other protein that I eat. Anyway, end commercial. I didn't mean to make it a commercial, but while I'm here, you know. Anyway, um, other things that I eat um, for my carbs, I like to eat oats. I typically just do rolled oats. But when Amanda was here, she found this brand called Better Oats and their little pouches of steel cut instant oats with flax seeds. They're amazing. I was really hesitant to change my oats. I'm really uh, attached to how I like my oats. But Um, these had much better specs so it's a pouch 33 grams in the pouch 120 calories 3 grams of fat 22 carbs but there's fiber so 19 net carbs 4 grams protein and they taste really good they're microwavable if you've ever had steel cut oats on the stove it's really hard they take a long time to cook but for some reason these take two and a half minutes Um, i also tried them the other night in um, for overnight oats I put them in a bowl and I covered them in plenty of water, put them in the fridge in the morning. They were perfect. And then I um, put some cinnamon and some stevia in there and it was really, really good for overnight oats. So I eat oats for my carbs plus rice cakes, I like the tomato basil rice cakes with salsa on them. I also like the chocolate rice cakes with some uh, Walden Farms marshmallow dip on them. Oh my goodness, so good. Um, I also get carbs from cereal, but not any kind of cereal. I just started um, buying this stuff called Catalina Crunch, and um, I saw it at the grocery store the day after I had seen it online and ordered a case. (laughs) So I bought some at the grocery store, and then I had a case come, but it's keto-friendly cereal, and so there's no sugar, and it's high protein. So I'm looking at a bag of cinnamon toast keto-friendly cereal from Catalina Crunch, It's expensive, so this bag I think was $7, and the bag is 9 ounces, so it's small, but a serving of it has 11 grams of protein, only 5 net carbs, which is insane for cereal, Um, but there's a lot of fiber, 9 grams of fiber, so basically this is the kind of cereal you really only have half a cup of, which is a serving, because it's filling and it's got a lot of fiber. But I like to sprinkle it on yogurt. So I eat the Too Good yogurt, which is the low sugar, high protein yogurt. You should try it. It's called Too Good, T-W-O, good. Um, So I'll eat one of those and I'll just sprinkle some of this on there for a crunch, so, so good. Um, I also eat a lot of egg whites. So I failed to mention this under the protein category. Egg whites, I don't waste eggs by putting the egg white in and throwing the yolk away. I buy liquid egg whites, So I measure those out. I usually do four or five servings, which is about 120, 100 and, yeah, about 125 calories. It's about 25 calories for a quarter cup. So five servings is about 125 calories. And um, and then I add, so I'll scramble those up and then I'll do a couple of real eggs over medium. And that gives me a huge protein, huge protein meal with that fat from the egg whites or the egg yolks. Because I like... I like my fat to be things I can taste versus, like, say, buying lunch meat that's got fat in it or eating ham. I'd rather have a lean meat and then enjoy something like avocado or egg yolk as my fat. I want to eat all of my things intentionally. I don't want it snuck in. I want to eat only protein with only carbs with only fat so I get all of the flavors and the benefit of all the things I'm eating. That's just how I am. So, And you can make other deals in the protein, so... Um, I also eat some nuts. So I eat raw almonds. It's the only nuts I allow in my house because I love nuts and I will binge eat the heck out of nuts when I'm tired and I'm looking for something crunchy. If there are nuts, I will eat them all. Um, raw almonds. I will still overeat a little bit, but not to the degree of anything else. And they're, I don't know, they're delicious. And I, when I buy the big bag, I immediately portion them into little Ziploc bags So that I can just grab a serving. Otherwise, I'm like going into that bag, going into that bag. And it's just so much fat and calories. And it just adds up really quick. So raw almonds. I like just the Blue Diamond brand. You can get them wherever though. Um, I also eat a lot of salads with vegetables. I love salad. I've been eating big salads for a long time. So one of my favorite salads is a taco salad. So I just dump in a whole bunch of greens. I chop them up. I put salsa on top and taco seasoning, and that gives it that taco flavor. And then sometimes I'll add a little Walden Farms um, Chipotle ranch to get a little creaminess. Um, you could add canned beans, you can add peppers and onions, all kinds of veg, whatever you want. If you're eating beans, obviously kidney beans, but I just do it with veg and salsa. It's super low calorie. You know, I'm not adding a bunch of fat and calories, but I love, love, love the taste. And I can eat a big bowl and get my veggies in. So that's my favorite way to eat salad. I also like to eat salad. It's kind of weird. I put pickles and banana peppers on my salad with sriracha and a little ranch. So I know that sounds weird, but it's so good. I also like to roast zucchini in the air fryer and asparagus in the air fryer. And um, when Amanda was here, she made a veggie scramble where it was asparagus, broccoli, cauliflower, onion, zucchini, mushrooms and she just sauteed it up with just like garlic salt and we ate it and it was jesus it was so good um and then as far as like treats and stuff go i'll turn my protein shake into protein ice cream so i'll add guar gum i'll make it really thick i'll put it in a bowl i'll pour some walden farms strawberry on it or some walden farms chocolate or something Um, or again i'll drop some of that catalina crunch on there um, smart baking company. I also talk about them. I also am an affiliate for them, but legit they're cupcakes and muffins. They're, they're like dessert. They're so moist. It's like having a bakery treat, but they're super low calorie. They have protein. The only thing with those is, um, they also have a lot of fiber. So you got to be careful with these things or else your tummy will rumble and bloat. So, as for things I do not keep in my house, I do not keep anything in my house that I am not supposed to be eating. If it's in the cart, it's going in the house and then it's going in my belly. Why else would I buy it? When I'm in the store and on those little deals are going on in my head, I'll just get it and then I'll eat some, you know, after May 9th. No, you won't. You'll binge eat that so hard at midnight. Don't even pretend. So I do not keep carby snacks in my house. I don't keep, you know, veggie straws and smart pop and these quote unquote healthy carbs. Get them out of your house because you'll eat them, and there's no nutritional value to that. If you're gonna eat a carb, eat a carb. Eat a meal and a carb. Do not have that stuff in your house. I just I just can't encourage you more strongly to just don't buy that stuff. If you want a snack, Make your force yourself to have it be real food that actually fills you up. And how can you force yourself? By making sure there isn't any empty calorie garbage in your house. And I know that I'm preaching about something that people are sensitive about because I'm telling you what to do. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm suggesting what to do. Just don't, don't buy it. And then you can't eat it. And then if you really want to binge on it, you got to actually go in the car and go get it. You make it real hard on yourself. Um, or there's a vending machine in the garage where you live. But Anyway, so I don't keep those carby snacks. I was in the checkout at Marshall's yesterday, and they had all these healthy snacks. And none of them were healthy. It was like smart carb popcorn, um, which was like still had 30 grams of carbs. It was veggie straws. It was all these things that had added items to them that sounded healthy, like protein crisps. Well, they were just chips with extra protein, but they were still loaded with fat and carbs. Anyway, don't buy that stuff. Same with nuts. If you love nuts, don't buy them. The only reason I have raw almonds is because I only like them enough to eat them to get my fat. I I don't really want to eat them for fun. Um, But I will stop buying those if I need to. So roasted cashews, mixed nuts, trail mixes, those are so calorically dense. Don't buy them. You do not need them. You absolutely do not need them. If you want nuts, buy them in single-serve packages or portion them out when you get them home. But such a huge amount of calories in a small portion. It's just not worth it, I don't think. Same with cereal. If you love cereal, don't buy it. <laughs> like when I when I really want to eat something and I want to go off my plan, whatever is around is what I'm going to go for. So if it's not around, you can't eat a giant bowl of cereal. Especially like your kids, if they're eating sugar cereal, number 1, why are they eating sugar cereal? You're the adult. Number 2, you're going to eat it cuz it's like candy. So I bought some rice checks because I, I need to have carbs and I thought, oh, I'll sprinkle some rice checks on my on my um, yogurt because it's gluten-free. They're really clean. They're rice, basically whole grain rice, a little sugar, molasses. Um, the sugar is very low, only three grams of sugar. But I compared that, compared it to my other cereal options and the carbs are super high. So I'm just not even going to open it because for the same calorie and half the carbs, I can have something else. And so, um, even things that are quote unquote healthy, if they don't serve, you don't get them out of your house. And then here's a controversial one, fruit. Um, fruit is not bad for you. It's from a plant, but you can binge eat fruit just like anything else. So I encourage you to keep your fruit supply low and your fruit servings rather low. So if you're going to have a banana on your oatmeal, Uh, half of a banana is all the banana you need on an oatmeal before it's now a basically a sugar breakfast there's so much natural sugar in a lot of um, fruits and that's not bad for you but if you're counting your macros and you're trying to make sure that you're getting your protein in before anything else you can burn up all your daily carbs with just a banana and an apple in a day so keep your fruit consumption down and your veggie consumption up that's my personal advice and you could probably send me articles that told me i'm horrible satanist for saying that people get so passionate about nutrition but i'm just saying these are the things that i've that i've implemented that have worked for me and so many of you ask so i tell you so and then uh, i'm going to talk a little bit about another question i get is what do i eat when i go out i don't go out very often But when I do, I really want to enjoy my food. And so some standby items I can pick off a menu and not worry about going off of my plan. And again, if you're going out to eat and it's something you enjoy and you're not on a crazy prep plan, go go have what you want. But you can eat healthy and still eat out. So when I go out, my go-to is typically from the breakfast menu. So an egg white veggie omelet is typically a great way to get really full, have something delicious. And egg whites are just so low calorie, you're not going to blow the bank. Now, they could also fry that egg white omelet in so much fat, you wouldn't even be able to see that your egg whites were white. So, I mean, sometimes, depending on where you go, it's like, well, it it didn't do a whole lot of good. But at least you tried. So, like a veggie spinach omelet, but has them to make it with egg whites, it's going to save you a lot of calories and fat. In that case, the fat can come from the oil they're cooking in it instead of the whole egg um, because you know they're frying that in fat no matter what they're doing. Um, I'll also go ahead and order a salad and I'll try to get the one with the most veg. And then I, I never put cheese, bacon um, on my salad. It's just extra fat. I'd rather have the salad dressing for the fat. Um, I always have the dressing on the side and I can control the amount. And then um, I usually put a protein on it. So a grilled chicken breast or if they have a cob salad, I'll leave the eggs on it and the ham on it. And it's a little extra fat, but... Um, it's that or chicken breast. Um, if you ever, by the way, have the option to get a salmon salad, just know that there's a lot of fat in salmon. So that might be fine with you, but, um, the leanest option would be a chicken breast and then, um, salmon and steak are kind of the same as far as specs go when it comes to fat. So, so I'll order a a salad and I'll get the dressing on the side. Um, as far as places. So if you go to Jimmy John's, great way to eat at Jimmy John's is to get an unwitch, So that's one of their sandwiches without bread. It's just wrapped in lettuce. And then I'll get a turkey tom and get all the veggies on it. No mayo. Um, Have them put mustard on it instead. Extra sprouts. Maybe even double meat. You can get really full. Have a really, really good meal. Low carb. Nice, delicious sandwich. Um, Chipotle is one of the best places to go, in my opinion, when you're trying to count your food and care about your macros. Because... You can literally get whatever you want. So there I'll get um, a salad. I'll have double double fajita veggies, which I know they fry them in oil. So there's some oil. So I understand that. And then I don't do any rice or beans, but I'll do double chicken. And and then I'll do all the salsas. And it's really good. And of course, you could get some other things on the side and just sprinkle. But Chipotle is a great way to manage your macros. Um, If I'm going to go eat Cuban food, which down here I love going out for Cuban food, they have a lot of options of slow cooked meat and then fish. So I just do the meat. I don't do the rice and the beans and all that stuff. Um, It's all carbs, but there's nothing more delicious to me than a really slow cooked piece of, of beef or pork or chicken. So that's kind of a good cheat. If I'm going to go to a Thai restaurant, I'm going to get a veggie bowl. I'm going to pick all the veggies. I'm going to say double egg. And I'll have them make me a Pad Thai type of a thing with double egg and lots of veg. And I just will either not use noodles or rice or just have a small little portion on the side. Um, If I'm ever by a Subway and I need to eat, I love to get their salads. So they'll chop up a salad for you. You can pick all the veggies you want. And I'll just do a chicken breast or sometimes I'll just do their turkey, um, double meat and throw that on there. That's where I got in the, that's where I got the hack of the sriracha on my salad. Cause they gave me sriracha on accident one time, but again, just get the dressing on the side. So that's a good option if you're going there, but otherwise any other type of restaurant, you, you can really get away with, um, like a minestrone soup, a chicken noodle soup, um, any kind of just basic grilled. A lot of times restaurants have really good grilled seasonal veggies and If you just ask for a plate of veggies, a lot of times it's amazing what they come out with. So um, get a protein and then get a bunch of veg and you can really, really enjoy eating out. So I know that sounds really boring to a lot of people who say I'd rather just eat whatever I want, which is totally fine. I'm not answering this question um, for everyone. I'm answering it for the people that really, really want to understand what are some things I can eat when I go out and stick to my plan. So in general, I would say... If you're going out to a really nice restaurant, enjoy that really nice restaurant. And remember that your body knows what to do with that food. It will burn it as fuel. And even if you overindulge to a ridiculous degree, your body knows what's to do with that food. You can stay calm and enjoy it. Now, don't do that every day. (laughs) But when you go out, especially if it's a special occasion or it's an expensive, delicious restaurant, enjoy your food. Make a plan before you go so you don't go balls to the walls. But enjoy your food. Just a little bit of time. It all gets worked out through your body. Your body knows what to do. And you don't have to feel guilty and terrible and sad about going out and having a beautiful, delicious meal. So there you have it. Hopefully that answered some of your questions about what I eat, what I don't eat. If not, that was just a long diatribe about food. My favorite subject. (laughs) Yay! So I talked briefly about Mike Bledsoe. Mike Bledsoe is amazing. If you're not following him on Instagram, find him on Instagram and on Facebook. An amazing, awesome entrepreneur, mentor, business coach. I'm just starting to work with him and I'm so excited. It's going to change everything. And then um, if you're looking for something to read, I keep talking about the um, the Four Agreements and the Mastery of Love. I'm currently rereading The Mastery of Self by his son, Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. And um, it's really terrific. And it kind of goes along with the first part of this podcast when I talked about really coming up with those mantras for yourself to understand that other people's experiences with you have nothing to do with you and everything to do with them and to really be able to master your own mind, your own mindset, your own thoughts. So go ahead and follow Mike Bledsoe. Take a look at his amazing content. And if you're looking for something to read, The Mastery of Self, my recommendations. that's all I have for you today in this episode. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for sharing this podcast and these episodes that you love. Thank you for sharing them directly with your friends, with your social media. It means the world to me when I see online that you've shared this podcast. The best way for you to share it, honestly, is to send a link directly to somebody that you think will get something out of this podcast. Because saying, hey, I have a podcast for you is great. But sending a link where they just have to click is much more powerful and makes it easier on them. So send them a link. You can do that through iTunes, through Spotify, through Anchor. It's really easy. Also, if you could let me know, I would just love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you learned or what you felt when you were listening to this episode or any of my episodes. You can find me on Instagram. I'm destination underscore begin. Send me a message there or leave a comment. You can also leave a review on iTunes. Leave a five-star review would be so great. Um, and you can also email me Kristen at destinationbegin dot com.